0: Good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house and anybody else I may have missed too. the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns about a hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys could join us this morning. If you would like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right and see the face that's made for radio, head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com and you'll see two videos there at the top of the page. The one on the left is Bradley's show from yesterday. And uh, you can still play that up until 3 o'clock, at which time I believe we're going to have an education video there. He asked me if I could fill in, and I couldn't, I couldn't make the time today. So there will be an education video there at 3 o'clock, but you can watch the show yesterday up until that time. On the right side is where we're at. Just hit the play button, um, You know, expand it, blow it up on whatever device you've got. And then in the bottom right-hand corner, you're going to see a Rumble icon. You can click on that, and you can join us in the chat over there. We are streaming live to Rumble. At Sons of Liberty Radio Live. We're also on beforeit'snews.com at the top of the page there, and also DLive.tv at the Sons of Liberty. Right up under where we're uh, streaming live is where you can sign up for our email newsletter. Remember, you get one of those a day, in, sometime in the evening. All the articles we carry at Sons of Liberty And if you want our ministry email, that goes out once a week, it goes out on Saturdays. You'll get some exclusive pictures and content there. Also, you'll be told about whatever the special is that we're running in our store, which I'll tell you about that in just a moment. You can also donate if you agree with our message and you want to help us out and support us. There's a donate button at the top of the page. Click on that and make a one-time donation. Or if you'd like to partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of Liberty, you can do that as well. Now, our store is available. Lots of uh, great conversation starters in there. A lot of these are items that you guys have asked for. So we've, we've produced them. We really don't make any money on it, and sometimes we actually lose money. Uh, but it's to help you guys with conversations. We also have um, some equipping tools in there. This week we're highlighting the cowards will not preserve the Republic t-shirt. This has the famous phrase from Elmer Davis on it. This Republic was not established by cowards, and cowards will not preserve it. It's normally a donation of $20. Of course, if you get a double X XX or triple X large, it's a little more than that. But this week only through midnight tonight, Saturday. Uh, When you use the promo code Preserve, excuse me, uh, you'll get twenty percent off the shirt. And we got these in a variety of colors. Um, I I don't even know what some of the names Heather's something is for some of these, Uh, and then different kinds of reds, grays, greens, and blues, and I think something called Indigo. Uh, So you can check those out if you want to get one of those. You can do that. A couple of headlines that I want to bring, and then we're just going to have bonus videos later today okay so if you go to the archive you'll see the bonus videos uh in my rush to do things i don't think i even pulled anything up so i was just going to look real quickly (laughs) well how how about this let's do we'll do one of them and we'll do it in just a moment let me hit some highlights on sun uh bradley's latest food for thought how free are your choices today and he talks about when they travel this is these are your food choices Right, same same food choices everywhere you go, same stores everywhere you go, same cars, whatever whatever your choice is, it's very limited. And where is this, you know, entrepreneurial spirit? Where's this expansion? Well, you can see sometimes when people want to get in those those big games, right there, the corporations eat them alive, literally. Okay. Also, good news out of Canada. I don't know if you guys saw this, but Pastor Art uh, Pulowski fought the good fight. Alberta Court of Appeal rules the injunction against him, the jail time that they put him in. Uh, You remember they had him in a little cage, like a dog cage, not like like, like a prison cage. They had him in a dog cage. They kept him naked in solitary confinement. They mistreated him. The censorship he endured and the fines he was given were all illegal. Yep, just like we said. But he stayed the course, didn't he? And now... I guess the next thing is for the government to try to take him to the Supreme Court, but at this point, uh, he's got one up on him. So we praise God for that. We're we're grateful that um, somebody's upholding the law up there in Canada, even if um, uh, Justin Castro isn't going to do that. Also, our show from yesterday with Dr. Niall McRae, the globalist push for technocracy, the new Tower of Babel. um, If you didn't get to see that, that's available there. This is this is the archive. For people wondering what the archive is. Just find your the, the video title, and you can go right into Sons of Liberty. You can find it, and that's where you'll find all the videos. That's where you'll find all the links and everything that we we talked about. Also, not just Jefferson. Now James Madison's home gets an anti-American makeover. Isn't this nice how they just... I, and by the way, I don't know if you guys saw. I'll, I'll, I'll bring this up um, real quick. Let me see if I can come over here, because I saved it. <clears throat> and... Um, I want you guys to see what goes on here. This is out of New Orleans, okay? Or New Orleans, however you say that. Um, this is out of there. Do you remember when they took down the statue of Robert E. Lee? Remember they removed that? Oh, these are these are these Confederacy, Confederacy nuts and this, that, and the other. They're not. It's part of our history. I want you to see what they replaced it with. This is what they replaced it with. It's like the bottom half shape of a woman. It's got a snake wrapped around it with, I think it's a globe. I I may be wrong in that. Uh, There was a clearer picture somewhere that I had. This is what they replaced our history with is this sort of new agey kind of, I don't even know if you can call it art, but this symbolism, this is what they've put in its place. And uh you, you need to be aware that either you're gonna have you're gonna have one worldview that enlightens everybody else, or you're gonna have this other worldview that comes in. The Bible says when there's um uh, strange gods that come in or foreign gods that come in to the land, there's gonna be war within the gates. Why? Because you have you got worldviews that are opposed to one another. Okay. So this is what they've put up. Also com. World Economic Forum reveals plan to block out the sun with space bubbles. <laughs> space bubbles. Oh, these guys could just keep getting brighter and brighter, don't they? Um, and then abortion and this and the soul of the nation, founder of Planned Parenthood, envisioned a world with no traditions or moral taboos. Yeah, we we're pretty much familiar with uh Uh, Margaret Sanger. Now there's one video I'm going to do and then we're going to bring in our guest uh, this morning and that is this one. I mean I, I I don't even know how you respond to something like this. If you guys have been seeing the stuff with Joe Biden and been wondering like how does a man like that even remain in office, even illegitimately? How does he do that? Well, take a look at his wife and listen to what one of these hecklers said to her and then listen to her response. can't make it up, man. You just you can't make this up. Your husband's the worst president in our history. Thank you. Thank you for your support. you got to be kidding me. Uh, and, and she's enabling him in all of this. Now, with that said, it's a Saturday. Now, normally we have Kate on. Kate decided to I think attend a particular party that she was invited to, and <clears throat> she. We've had Nikita on before, and we've talked about pregnancy. We talked about CPS, uh, both in the UK and the United States, and uh, she's been gracious to come on. And we're going to talk. We're going to pick up a little bit more on this pregnancy issue, and what she does, and how she is helping some of the women, not only there in the UK but uh, around the world, understand. This, this issue of pregnancy is not a medical condition. It's a natural phenomenon that God has given in order that the human race might procreate so that we don't go extinct. And it's my privilege to welcome back to the Sons of Liberty, uh, Nikki start. Good morning.
1: Hi, how are you doing? Thank you so much for having me back.
0: Yeah, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. And uh, one of the things that we're going to talk about is you, you do have a new program out uh, that you're, you're wanting women to be trained in so that they can help other women when it comes to delivery and their pregnancies and things. And if you don't mind, let's take a step back and kind of go back to what we went in our, our first interview with you and Kate and kind of give people a reason why you think this is so important in today's world.
1: Yeah, I'd be glad to give an explanation. So, I mean, but since before the, the pandemic, we've had massive problems. Um, in pregnancy, going back a century, it's been very much over And people don't realise this, but childbirth is sabotaged and it's purposefully sabotaged. Um, There's financial incentives, there's uh, they don't want to get sued, incentives, tick-boxing and all that. But I'm here to spread a message to say that Birth is a physiological process that will very, very occasionally need medical intervention. It's not a natural process that happens occasionally if you're lucky. But you might ask, well, then why do we hear about all this trauma? Why does everyone know someone that's had a traumatic birth or they've experienced it themselves? The secret there is birth trauma is common, but it's not normal. What interests me is people that have woken up and understood what's going on, they seem to completely ignore the childbirth side of it. Or not ignore, they don't realise there's something to look at. Because that's where everything starts, with childbirth. If you can convince a mother who is pregnant to acquiesce to all the things that the system wants her to do, they'll have customers for life. But if you have a mum that is empowered and trusts in her body and doesn't let anyone take over her birth, and she has that incredible moment where she has delivered her own child, that woman's not going to just bow down to everything the system tells her to do after that. Because think about it like this, she would have had everyone saying, oh, birth's dangerous, it's gonna go wrong. and But then she does it and she has an enlightening experience and, it's just phenomenal for her. So she's therefore not going to go into the system with her eyes closed. If a woman's empowered in childbirth, it has an effect on children, on the family, on generations to come. And, in fact, that's something that we teach. We, we talk about, that, like, there's the emotional side of things, which will have an impact on the family and a ripple effect. But your actual health, it, people don't realise that the method of birth will affect your child's health and therefore generations after that. This is something we talk about in the course, the human microbiome. It's so important to understand. So does does that make sense or have I rambled?
0: No, no, no. That that makes absolute sense. In fact, that you know, we can testify, my wife and I can testify from both sides of that experience. About half of our children were in the hospital, the other half were here at home. You could tell a difference in between mom and baby in that. And what's interesting is, you know, I was I was making mention before the show, there's so much in the Bible about childbirth. Uh, because as you said, this is a natural physiological thing that takes place. It's what the creator gave us in order that we might procreate so that, you know, the human race doesn't just die off. Uh this is this is why there are laws that that go against that which is within the marriage context to, to bear children and to have children. One of those comes out, if I can do this, if we can kind of start off uh, bringing Scripture in here, is from Exodus chapter uh, 1. And there we read, And all the souls that came out of the loins of Jacob were seventy souls, for Joseph was in Egypt already, and Joseph died and all his brethren and all that generation. And the children of Israel were fruitful and increased abundantly and multiplied and waxed exceedingly mighty. And the land was filled with them. They had a lot of kids. They were just minding their own business, living their lives. They had a lot of kids, and their kids had a lot of kids. And there arose up a new king over Egypt, which knew not Joseph. And he said unto his people, Behold, the people of uh, of the children of Israel are more and mightier than we. Come on, let us deal wisely with them, let, lest they multiply. And it come to pass that when they uh, there falleth out any war, they join also unto our enemies and fight against us, and so get them up out of the land. Therefore, they did set, them, uh, set over them taskmasters to afflict them and their burdens, so they made them slaves, and they built for Pharaoh treasure cities. And we come on down here just a little further um, in the passage where they're being uh, you know, abused uh, to, to make the mortar and to make the brick and all this stuff. And then it says in verse 15, and the king of Egypt spake to the Hebrew midwives and that's some of what we're going to talk about here, uh, in some sense, of which the name of one was Shifra, and the name of the other Pua. And he said, When ye do the office of a midwife to the Hebrew women and see them upon the stools, if it be a son, then ye shall kill him. But if it be a daughter, then she shall live. But the midwives feared God. And did not as the king of Egypt commanded them, but saved the men children alive. And the king of Egypt called for the midwives and said to them, Why have you done this thing and have saved the men children alive? And the midwives said unto the Pharaoh, Because the Hebrew women are not as the Egyptian women, for they are lively and are delivered, ere the midwives come in unto them. Therefore God dealt well with the midwives And the people multiplied and waxed very mighty, and it came to pass because the midwives feared God that he made them houses. Now, there's an interesting thing about that, uh, Nikita, is because of their service to not violate God's law in killing, they spared these, these babies, they loved the women, they cared for them, God also gave them houses, or he gave them families. And he gave them children as well it was a blessing unto them, so I think you, you're saying when you're saying this has an impact uh, long term in the lives of the of, of the mother and child, I think you're exactly right
1: of course, and in fact, if I may just bring up a, a Bible reference actually if you're talking about Adam and Eve and the punishment of Eve was the pain of childbirth
0: yeah
1: I mean, you could see it in the sense of When Adam and Eve had a first thought that wasn't from love and it was ego. And of course, if you're in labor and you're in your head, you're gonna be in pain. But if you are here with God in, in a sense of love, I have seen orgasmic births. I have seen, I can't remember the last time I went to a birth and saw a woman writhing in pain. It just doesn't happen. If you are connected, mind, body and soul, Then you're not going to experience that if you're in your head all the time if you're in the curse which is being in your head constantly or ego or whatever you want to call it it's like if you look at animals they don't suffer in childbirth because they're not thinking a few seconds a few hours ahead or in the past because the the future and the past only exist in your head they're not real it's just the present moment you have so they're not constantly in what we call metacognition so rats and humans that we know of have metacognition and what that means is you are aware that you are aware so it's easy to get in your head and i'm sure everyone knows if you're in your head all the time it causes it just it moves the goalpost further away from what you actually want to achieve
0: well sure we so, don't want to be we don't want to be so introspective i think that's the term you're you're trying to yeah. we don't want to be so introspective that we lose sight of what's going on around us i i get that i i do it's get key. that yeah, yeah. Yeah, and there's and there's other passages. You know, we'll get to some of that um, as we go along, and, and we talk about some things because Paul has instruction in the New Testament for women about that, and he even talks about them not teaching being authority because they were deceived. And women don't take that um, in a in a in a sense of a put down because the me, the man wasn't deceived. He just went ahead and sinned. He he just knew exactly what he was doing. He wasn't deceived about it. He just went ahead and did it. So it's really worse on the man than it was on the woman. Uh and yet it talks about the Bible says that she is she shall be sh- saved through childbirth. So we'll talk about that a little later on. But okay, so you have brought this you brought this this course together that you're wanting to to provide women and one of the things I told you before the show was when we're uh, looking at what's going on now, the prices are going up about things, fuel costs are going up, food costs are going up. Uh, people are a little wary of going to hospitals in the first place, and things like this. What's going to happen when you know the women just they don't their eyes get open, they don't trust the hospital for anything uh, after this covid stuff? What are they going to be looking to do? Are they going to be looking to help one another when you know one of them gets pregnant and stuff? I I, I find this is a very uh, beneficial thing to the women of the world, actually.
1: Well, it is, and it's, it's beneficial in a multifaceted sense. So my company, when push comes to shove, um, we try to create the most ethical business model around everything we do. So first of all, we're a one-stop shop, anything maternity come to us, education, um, birth support, like midwives, um, birth attendants, doulas, et cetera. But when it comes down to training, it will help on so many levels. So one, you will understand physiological birth and you'll be able to tend physiological births. We're not teaching clinical practice. We've already got those, but we are severely lacking in true birth wisdom and that's that's what I'm here to teach. So nine times out of 10, you're not going to need medical intervention. Now, by the way, a disclaimer, you have to help with... In order for us to help you, you've got to help yourself. So you have to look at your nutrition. What are you eating? So if someone is eating junk food all day long and they're expecting a really easy birth, I don't really know what to tell you. (laughs) So you've got to help yourself. But anyway, that's a side point. We're teaching women to go out and help others and they have to understand the physiological process of birth so they can help attend. In turn, we also teach them to build a business. We teach them marketing, SEO, how to run your own company. Therefore, it's going to help the economy. So people will know marketing strategies for our course. We do self-development on the course. So how can you attend a woman in labour if you're not the best you can be? So that is an integral part of the course. And we have a brand new course in January. It's four days intensive course on Zoom. So no matter where in the world you are, you can do it. And I'm specifically focusing on the USA because the maternity uh, issues in the States are, I mean, they're bad everywhere, but they are particularly bad in the States. And in fact, the US has the highest maternal and infant mortality rate in the built up world uh, because of the over-medicalization of childbirth. So I'm here to teach people ancient birth wisdom, traditional techniques, traditional lessons from amazing granny midwives that have taught me. Um, And I just want to pass on my information. So we're starting this course in January. It's four days intensive course online, but your training won't end there. So you're given a mentor. Um, You have to do a birth debrief. And a birth reflection when you've attended a birth. You have to do five births under our supervision, um, and then you're a fully recognised doula from Wempish Comes to Shove. Then you also have monthly seminars, education seminars. So you've done the four day course, and then you join the bigger network of Wempish Comes to Shove birth keepers and midwives. And then every month we run a seminar, an education seminar. So one month we could talk about um, breach birth vaginal breech birth and we could talk about twin birth or um, hyperemesis so severe sickness we could talk about ailments in pregnancy um, alternative holistic ways to help that Um, the, the list goes on so that course we're really focusing on filling up in January we've got 16 spaces and even when you finish the course you can have lifetime access to it because it's all recorded it goes onto our course area and you can have access at any time and there you'll get birth videos infographics about home versus hospital now one thing i must stress i'm not interested in telling anyone how to give birth and nor should the doulas that i train we are here to give information so people can make informed decisions we're not going to do what the system does until you have to give birth at home or you have to give birth in this way not not our business it's about empowering the woman and supporting her in her choices that is the difference in what we're doing um, And if you want to take an even deeper look into birth, um, I've just opened up a sister company with my colleague and it's called Artemis Birth Attendant Academy. And um, our our courses start next September and it's actually a year long. So in essence, we're going to teach you everything we know. And we have combined experience of um, 26 years in midwifery and um, natural birth attendance. So we will teach you everything we know. It's a year, it's more expensive, but it's far cheaper than three years at university doing a traditional degree. Um, but you will learn so much more than you would in a normal uh, three-year degree. And it's crammed into a year There's 52 modules and you won't, if you spent a lifetime researching birth, you would not be able to collate this information and put it together. So, we're here to do that for you. So, if you're interested in just helping in your community um, or in a ministry that you're, um, we've, we've helped midwives in the US who have started a ministry and birth, that's a really good idea. If you just want to know, if you're pregnant yourself and you want to understand how your body's going to work in in depth knowledge, then sign up on the January course, four days intensive, like I said, and then monthly uh, seminars. If you want to take this to the next level and learn everything, then enroll for the Artemis Birth Attendant um, which is next September.
0: Okay. All right. <clears throat> and with that said, this is very much along the lines of what Kate's doing in her naturopath teaching, except you're more focused on uh, the pregnancy aspect. And so I'm assuming you and Kate are going to probably be working together with some of these things to help because your idea is not to be a sorcerer uh, and i that's what I titled today was um, uh, Pushing Back Against the Sorcerer's Attempt to Make Pregnancy a Medical Condition. Uh, the sorcerers are those who are in the hospital under big pharma and doing all the things that they're doing for, you know, a cash reward. And it's not that the—that these women should not be uh, compensated for their work. Um, I think, uh, you know, the Bible, again, goes back to saying, do you muzzle the ox? No, the ox works for you. And you feed him, right? You don't take him and, and put him up and then don't feed him. You take care of that ox. And uh, the same is true with people. When they work, uh, the worker is worthy of his wages. And so I want people to understand that part there. You say this is Artemis.
1: Artemis Birth Attendant Academy dot com.
0: Attendant Academy. Okay. I was yes. trying to bring that up and uh, my mind just slipped there. But I want, what I wanted to do was just bring it up just so people see it um, and they'll know where to go if If anybody's interested in uh, in signing up for that course, but I, I think one of the neat things in Nikita is again I, I think this idea when we use the term awake, it's not just seeing what's going on around us, but it's relearning things that we've forgotten and I brought my friend David Pruitt on from the Miracle Sav, and we were talking about prepping things, and there was so much. That when I was a kid, my dad was teaching me and some things I just kind of because I didn't want to I didn't want to learn them. I was foolish at that. Uh, now I, I'm wanting to learn them. I find myself older wanting to learn these things. And I'm sure there's a lot of people who are listening to us who are very much the same. Now, you've you've helped with a lot of uh, different births. And one of the things that I noticed uh, when we played uh, your video that time with the music breathe is you had women delivering all kinds of ways in the pool, in the bed. You know, on the stool, whatever the case was, uh, all these kinds of things. Can you share with people some of the experiences that you've had uh, helping some of these women? That's different than what they're going to get if they go into the hospital and they put them in a bed and they stick an IV in their arm and you know they come in and check on them every so often and then they try to get them out there as, as out of there as quick as they can so they can get the next patient in there to to do their thing and make their money.
1: Everything, everything's <laughs> different. The environment's different. Okay, look, it, the easiest comparison to make is how comfortable would you be if you were making love with your partner and they put an IV in your arm and they were watching everything you were doing?
0: Yeah.
1: You, you, you'd come out at the moment. You wouldn't be able to do it. The same happens with birth. And because we have to release oxytocin to facilitate birth, if you, if you release adrenaline, adrenaline stops your oxytocin. So what stimulates adrenaline? Bright lights, hearing other women give birth, noisy machines, strangers putting their hands inside you. Like, no wonder things fail to progress in hospital. But I see women um, give birth in the garden, um, in their backyard. Um, I've seen women wanting to go into their neighbouring forests in the woods I've seen women um, in their bathtubs or delivering in the shower, on the toilet. And the toilet's very common because it's a very, very comfy place to sit and, and, and actually to bring the baby down. The toilet's a really good one. Um, I've seen women dancing uh, <laughs> during their contractions because it gets them into such a present moment. So these women have been professional dancers and they just start dancing every time they've got a contraction because it keeps them present. It keeps them with God. And it's a beautiful thing to witness. Um, myself with my last birth, I, every time I had a contraction, I completely submerged myself in the water. I just held my breath and went under because it felt right to me. You watch women do what comes naturally. I'm not there to tell them what to do. I'm just sitting there quietly and letting nature unfold. And you don't need to do anything. Don't, if you want to get into, into being a birth attendant or a doula because you want to fix stuff, This is not the career for you. You, We don't need to fix anything. Birth has worked out perfectly itself. I mean, it's quite an insult, really. Do do we think God's got it that wrong of of our bodies going to fail us, or is it the system that's failing us?
0: Well, of course, it's the the system. Yes, and the system does it for the love of money. There's no question about that. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, we go back to the beginning, and we see that even there when when you quoted out of Genesis chapter 3, the the part is is that God had already set it up so that there was uh labor there was childbirth that was going to happen that hadn't happened when obviously the curse was pronounced but that was his intention all along. His intention was to multiply and replenish the earth. This is why I think that the whole idea behind the overpopulation and stuff like that is just nonsense. If people learn to grow their own food, there's not and there's not really a problem with overpopulation. You can take the world's population and stuff it down in Florida, and everybody have plenty of, of, of room and stuff like that. So that's exactly right.
1: And I'd like to go back to what you're saying about money as well. This is really important and integral part of our course. So... We, you, if you're learning on our course, you will it will be centered around the money as love model by Barbara Wilder and the Law of Divine Compensation. So if you're doing God's work and you're serving you're serving your fellow man every day and you're you' you're doing what you're meant to be doing, you will be divinely compensated. as it says in the Bible, you shouldn't worship false idols. one of those false idols being money. if you worship the money, that's not the aim your aim is to serve humanity and if you're serving humanity you will be divinely compensated Um, and also another very important thing if you train with us if we get you work because you'll be added to our directory for free we don't charge you any membership Um, if if we say we get a phone call from someone saying i need a birth keeper in ohio and i find someone in in ohio that's a birth keeper that i've trained We will get them work and we just ask them 10% uh, 10 of their fee to go back into when push comes to shove. Now, the reason we do that is because we have an access fund. So if a family that is on a low income who cannot afford private care, we will provide them with a birth attendant for free because of the ongoing 10% that's why we have a the most ethical business model I could come up with anyway so you donate 10% every time we get you a job if you get it elsewhere and not through when comes job, that's your money you do what you want with it but you donate 10% if we get you work it, it keeps the access fund topped up so we can serve low-income families for free and otherwise they wouldn't be able to get that type of care and they'd be left in and to rot in the system sadly because this is what happens women enter the system healthy and happy and they leave downtrodden traumatized scarred physically and emotionally and it's not acceptable
0: you know that's uh, that's a really neat uh, uh, option I've, I've told people about the story of the creator of the Guinness beer company and how he began to take care of his employees uh, of course, it wasn't with a 10% kind of thing. He was just taking it from the profits he had to help his employees with doctors, you know, being on the scene, masseuse, a masseuse there, even paying them to be on vacation and then paying for their vacation. So they got like twice paid on vacation. And I see that, that what you just said, that's really an interesting concept to put that money back, not to go to government for it, or even outside of what you've built up there in order to help those who are who are needy. That's that's. Uh, that's very commendable. I think that's a good business model.
1: It's actually the most rewarding part of when Pish comes to shove in my journey because I've had young girls, sometimes as young as 17, 18, call me up and they've been crying, saying, I'm terrified. I've woken up. I don't want to go through the system, but I can't afford uh, three, four thousand pounds for private care. And I said, Well, are you on in the UK? We call it universal credit. And they've said, Yeah. And I said, Well, you can have it for free, my darling. And then that you can feel the burden lift and they've cried and they've said, oh my gosh, I couldn't have done this. Otherwise I'm so happy. I didn't know you existed until now. That is the most rewarding thing to be able to help women. That's the whole point, you know, but it's try- I'm trying to create the most ethical business model while helping the economy at the same time because I'm teaching women, whether they're giving birth or they're starting in the birth world as a birth practitioner to become empowered to be divinely compensated for all the good you're doing but you can put back into society as well and it's the most rewarding beautiful thing I've ever felt and I've dedicated my life to birth every day I mean yesterday I worked from 8am to 1am <laughs> because I don't stop but I'm constantly getting phone calls and stuff I didn't know about this can you help me oh I should have brought my book with me to show you but I've just published my newest book but which we briefly spoke about on the last show but it's called when push comes to shove's guide to social services how to navigate the system and although it is centered around the uk protocol you can apply it no matter what country you're in because a huge part of dealing with social services is how you conduct yourself but we we did speak about that briefly last time but that's the point i mean when push comes to shove we do everything we help you with social services, we help you with your rights in within the system. If you want to stay in the system or have a toe in the system, that's fine. You should do that. It's all about what you want to do. If you want to leave it entirely, we'll help you do that. We've got courses. If you're watching this right now and you're pregnant and you don't know where to start because you're so worried about the information being false or what you're being fed when you're searching into Google, go to whenpushcomphyshark.co.uk and click on our childbirth preparation masterclass. If you go to your pregnancy. If you hover over your pregnancy, you'll see a drop-down that says masterclass, birth preparation masterclass. So, yeah, that's it, childbirth masterclass. You click on there, it takes you to a pre-recorded, it's like a prenatal course, and you will learn so much there. It is the best thing you can do to make a good start. You have got to take control. Don't hand your birth over to anyone. Take responsibility. The women who take responsibility for their births are the most successful labours because they're not trying to. You know, indemnify themselves from any responsibility. They're not handing their birth over. Start with a childbirth masterclass, but carry on your research. If you can't afford £159, I'm not sure what that is in dollars, probably $200, please email me and I will give you a 50% discount code because it shouldn't be about money. And everyone should be able to access that. If you want free content, but by no means is this going to be good enough, but you can start here, Check out When Push Comes to Shove on YouTube. I've got lots of videos giving tips and, you know, talking about breech birth, back, so vagina that birth after cesarean. Um, we're on Instagram, Facebook, and most importantly, Telegram. So our Telegram is called Awakened Pregnancy and Birth. That's where we've got the, the largest number of followers and where I post on a regular basis.
0: Yeah, Nikita, one of the things is, you know, here in the States, we just had this uh, ruling about Roe v. Wade uh in which they're now going back and saying, "Oh well, there is no right to abort your child." You know, I want to encourage people. I think you probably would encourage them too, uh that 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 bearing children is a good thing. It is not an evil wicked thing, and the baby that grows in the mother's womb is not evil. It's not uh an appendage off the woman. It's not any of that. It's another life that's inside her. And if we can go back to scripture again, you know, Paul he admonished even like they had a they had a thing set up for widows, and the older widows were to be taken care of. They had to be of a certain age. They have had to have been godly women, and they were to be taken care of by the church if their if their children weren't around to take care of them. But he says for younger widows, he says, hey. You go back and you get remarried, bear children, guide the house, give none occasion to the adversary to speak reproachfully. In other words, don't be out here being a busybody, don't be in everybody's business, don't be a gossiper. You know, rule your house, grow raise your children, love them, love your love the new husband that you have. And then he would go on and he would say uh, in Titus, he would tell them to be sober, to love their husbands, love their children, to be discreet, chase keepers at home. That's where their energy is, is is put into. Good, obedient to their husbands, that the word of God may not be blasphemed. So he gives all this instruction there. And one of the interesting things is he says in 1 Timothy chapter 2, and he talks about the deception on the woman, and he's talking about within the church that they're not allowed to teach. He's not talking about what you're talking about here. But he says, notwithstanding, she shall be saved in childbearing if they continue in faith and charity and holiness with sobriety. And I decided I would pull up um, Calvin's commentary on there, on this particular passage. And one of the things he says is really interesting. He says, through childbearing to censorious men, it might appear absurd for an apostle of Christ not only to exhort women to give attention for the birth of offspring, But to press this work as religious and holy, that's something that's separate, uh, set there for the the glory of God. In fact, we're told that a believer, their children are considered holy or separate uh, for the work of God or for the glory of God to such an extent as to represent it in the light of means of procuring salvation. Nay, we even see with what reproaches the conjugal bed has been slandered by hypocrites who wish to be thought more holy than all other men. But there is no difficulty in replying to these sneers of the ungodly. First, here the apostle does not speak merely about having children, but about enduring all the distresses which are manifold and severe, both in the birth and the rearing of children. Secondly, whatever hypocrites or wise men of the world may think of it, when a woman, considering to what she has been called, submits to the condition which God has assigned to her, and does not refuse to endure the pains, or rather the fearful anguish or that's a word I haven't used before, parturition uh, or anxiety about her offspring or anything else that belonged to her duty, God values the obedience uh, more highly than if in some other manner she made a great display of heroic virtues while she refused to obey the calling of God. To this must be added that no consolation could be more appropriate or more efficacious than to show that the very means, so to speak, of procuring salvation are found in the quote-unquote punishment itself. And I I think this is something that we're talking about a minute ago, a minute ago about him, about the woman, you know, submitting to that. You've you've talked about this being a beautiful experience. And I can speak as a man, uh, seeing my children born, I told people, I said it was very spiritual. There was a very spiritual context there. I cannot for the life of me figure out how somebody thinks that we came from monkeys when you see a woman give birth. I, I just, I don't, I don't understand that at all.
1: Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because when you, see, when you see natural childbirth, and when I say natural childbirth, I don't mean a vaginal birth because, I mean, my first baby was a vaginal birth, but by no stretch of the imagination was it natural. <laughs> I was hooked up to every machine you can think of and IVs, etc. That was natural. When you see physiological normal birth at home and women are listening to their bodies and they're not fighting it and they're not scared, you see something exquisite where you see all these ailments in pregnancy with severe morning sickness or hyperemesis or other ailments you know there's fear there's fear that they're resisting in some way or another and i this is another thing i do to help women um i do one-to-ones on zoom so we get to the root cause of the problem um It might be an emotional, spiritual thing. It could be a a physical problem, but we will get to the root of it. I mean, there's a lot of women that have got this family legacy. Um, Some poor women have been abused and they've continued that legacy unconsciously through generation after generation. And really what their bodies are doing is saying, well, I'm scared to have a child because I don't want that child to have the same path I did. And then you will see manifestations of various ailments. So. When you heal the mind, body, and soul, everything is beautiful and everything works well, nine times out of (laughs) ten. But, you know, I'm still learning myself. There may may be something that comes along and surprises me. And then I think, oh, I have to learn from that because, you know, we learn all the time. I don't know everything. (laughs) But what I do know, I endeavor to teach people and as many people as I can.
0: Yeah, and and I think the whole thing is is that people keep their perspective. You're dealing with something that – uh, should be on the minds of people or of women who are pregnant uh and fathers uh whose wives are pregnant in the sense that if they've seen what the system will do with the convids and with the shots they continue to deal out the shots even though they see the massive amount of injuries and deaths well then they shouldn't they be considering not just not just uh, maternity issues but you know anything when they when they feel sick should should their first thing be to run to go get a pill a shot or go see the doctor or should it be to say what did I eat what was I around that I got you know toxins in my body that my body's trying to get rid of and that's why I feel sick I'm really sick because of the toxins my body I'm feeling the way I am because my body's trying to get rid of them shouldn't it shouldn't that be one of the first things that that people begin to examine after all yeah. that we've been through the past two or three years
1: well, yeah, you have to look at why your body is at dis-ease or disease. Um, and there are many things you can look at. And I think people are starting to do that now. Like Kate, you know, she's teaching so many people about her holistic practice and it, and it does work. But you've got to be willing to put the effort in. Well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the birth thing here. You've got to be willing to do your own research and take responsibility. Because that's another problem now. Everyone just wants to put blame. There's blame everywhere. I think this is why the system, well, partly why the, why the system is the way it is, because there's so much fear of litigation. And it's, oh, let's do this so we don't get sued. But when you're doing something so you don't get sued, you're missing the whole point. <laughs> you're missing a, a sacred, beautiful experience. And you're just causing trauma as a byproduct of that fear. You know, it's the same with everything in life. You know, if you live life from a place of fear, don't be surprised when things go wrong. But if you live from love and every choice you make comes from love rather than fear, you'll see a much better path. And it all starts at birth. Peace on earth begins at birth. And this is not just for women. We are all affected by birth. Every boy has been born. Every man will go on to, well, not every man, but, you know, a lot of men will go on to have children with their wives and children need to know this you know not little kids although I go to birth all the time where there's little ones in the birth pool with their mum, because it's normal it's just a normal physiological process but I think if children when they start learning sex education actually understand physiological birth they're not going to grow up to fear it they're just going to go okay well that's normal if you grow up to fear something then the system can easily implant seeds of doubt into your mind that your body's going to fail you. And right now that's what's happening. By the time women are pregnant, sometimes when they come to me, it's too late. The fear's already there. There's years of indoctrination. And if they do want to, you know, put their head above and say, well, I'm taking control, I'm having a home birth, then you've got the fearful people around you. In your ear, that's dangerous. You're going to die, your baby's going to die. What if yeah. something going wrong?
0: Well, and, and the Bible tells us not to be a fearful people. In fact, it's it's mentioned hundreds of times not to fear that we're to put our hope in the Lord. And you made mention of a peace on earth. You know, I go to I go back to to Scripture. You know, when Jesus is born, the shepherds are told that they said, uh, "Peace on earth, goodwill towards men." This is what the Savior came to do, the Lord Jesus. This is what He came to do was bring peace between God and man, and. Um, and we, we've we done that. I think I shared with you what, what my wife and I did. After every child was born, we read Psalm 127 and 128. We wanted our children to know, you are not a burden. Now, there may be times where you might question that, dealing with them sometimes when they get you know ornery or rebellious or something like that, and you have to discipline them or something. But they're not a burden. They are a blessing to mom and dad. They are a gift to mom and dad from God. They are stewards of those children and we're going to you know you talked about divine compensation look we're going to answer to god for how we've taught our children have we taught him his commands have we taught them how to love him and how to love their fellow man if we haven't we're going to answer for that uh, paul says we're going to answer for those things done good or bad in the body and uh, one of the things too and i think i may maybe made mention of it at the first but i know we were talking about it before uh the, the term doula, I never had thought about it before until I was thinking last night, okay, you know, we're gonna talk about these things. I was pulling up some of these passages of scripture, and the term doula, most people who are in the audience uh would have a Christian background, a Christian worldview, or be Christians themselves, and they would understand the term deacon. And the term deacon comes from doulos out of the Greek, and, and you you told me you were familiar with Greek. And I was just pulling this up just to show people the doula was considered a female slave or, or a servant, as some translations have it. She was one who served another. And this is, this is basically what you're doing, Nikita. You're teaching other women how to serve other women, how to care for them, not to be a lord over them, but to serve them. Isn't that right? That's
1: exactly right. I, don't, well, I go to birth. I don't do anything. I sit on my hands. I'm a wise presence in the room. I just... I look in their eyes. I have love in my eyes. I'm like, you can do this. You're doing this. I know birth so well. I know what should be going on, what shouldn't be going on. I'm there for emotional and practical support. I'm not there to do anything. I don't want to play with BP machines. I'm not interested in that. I do know birth well. and This is what I'm teaching other women to do. And the word midwife is meant to mean with woman. But unfortunately, nowadays, it seems to be with system. So this is why we've come up with Artemis Birth Attendant Academy. And if you're wondering why Artemis, again, it's another Greek thing. Artemis was the goddess of the hunt and childbirth and also the bringer of light. Um, I thought it was a nice symbolic uh, gesture uh, to to represent what what we are doing. And we are trying to shine a light in somewhere which is very dark right now and uh, teach all we know about childbirth. So. If you really, really want to immerse yourself in as much knowledge as you didn't even think was possible about childbirth, that's the place for you. If you're just wanting to do, well, not just, I shouldn't say that word. If you want to explore about being a doula and helping your community, and even as a job, sign up for our January course. You won't regret it. And everyone that has done it, this is another amazing thing about when push comes to shove. Women have always had this sort of, Negative anchor. that if There's a group of women. It's going to get a little bit bitchy, shall we say? But every woman that we've trained, we have them on a big social platform. We we can all talk and share our experiences and get advice. Not once have we had an issue. It seems everyone that's come through when fish comes to shove is so beautifully aligned that we've almost had some sort of cosmic sieve <laughs> from the from gods. You know, it's we've all aligned beautifully. And everyone gets on so well. It's just nothing but love. So the right people come through. And it's wonderful. And it is a lovely family. It is. And we we can support 24-7. We've had doulas texting at 3 in the morning saying, oh, my... My client um, hasn't passed her placenta. It's been two hours. What should we do? Straight away, all the experienced birth attendants. Have you tried making sure she's empty her bladder, et etc.? et cetera. Get her to squat, get her to cough. Try this homeopathic remedy. And then they're like, right, placenta's out. Everything's fine. It's wonderful. It's such a beautiful community.
0: Yeah, you, and then you get to go and you get to bury it under a tree or something. I, I think that's what we did with ours because our midwife saved it. Uh, she said, "Yeah, go go plant a tree and and use this and stuff." Yeah. So, well, if
1: you haven't seen a placenta, look at a placenta because it's the tree of life. It's the same as a, a root of a tree. And placenta in Latin means flat cake. <laughs> there's, there's a little bit. Of <laughs> I'm not
0: surprised by that. I'm not surprised by that part. Now, listen, uh, guys. If you want to, if you if you're interested in this, you can do it. Um, you know, this is uh, this is Nikita's thing. So, if you go in, and do it. You eat the meat, spit out the bones of what is is within your worldview and, and things that you do. But I think overall, the practical application, because even our uh, midwife, I don't know that she was Christian, but she was fantastic with my wife. I mean, she was and, and with the kids, too. She brought the kids in, listened to heartbeats and do all those things. But Nikita, what I want to do is give you about, oh, about 40 seconds here. Tell people where they can find out about the, the, the program and about your website. 40 seconds. Go.
1: Sure. So, if you want to find out more, if you're pregnant or you want to train, want education, go to whenpushcomes to shove. dot co. dot uk. There, you will also find the Artemis Birth Attendant Academy on the same page. So, have a look. If you want to come and join us as a birth attendant, or you need education as a pregnant woman, or even if you're a father wanting to find out more, please come to us. Call me if you need anything. Contact me at info at whenpushcomes to shove. dot co. dot uk. Thank you so much.
0: All right. That's Nikita Stark and. uh She's got a pretty little. Is that a little girl that you have? Yeah. Oh, wait. I muted you out there. Little little girl, right? <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Little red-headed girl. Cute little girl. And uh, yeah. but but be sure to check. Be sure to check out um, her sites and uh, see what you think. If you're interested in doing that, uh, take a look at it and and sign up. Otherwise, Bradley won't be with you today. Have a great weekend. A great Lord's Day. Get with the people of God. Read the Word of God. And Lord willing, we're going to see you on Monday. Adios.